Thick with two C's and jiggly with no uh, nouns. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Potato Podcast, brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I remember everything, Jack. It's a burden. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's my savior, my burden, my muse. It's Mark. Top of the morning to you. Oh, Fuck. God, already with that, huh? It's not <laughs> it's Irish. Gonna be, yeah, Woof. it's going to keep happening. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2013's Byzantium, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Um, so, you've been warned. <laughs> and for those of you that are familiar with our Cracker... Jake, you threw me off by making Good laughing morning. during my intro there. Whatever. <laughs> for those of you that are familiar with our Crackerjack operation, we'd ask that you take a minute to like, rate, and review the podcast on whatever podcasting app you choose to listen to it on. Um, but for now, we'd better do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yes? What are your beers for these fears? I oh, want to know about these fears. They're they're not great this week, Jack. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so I think objectively I'm willing to concede that probably a Killian's Irish Red is the appropriate choice for this movie. Well, I mean, barely, not even really. They're Irish, and there's a lot of red in this movie. Okay? Every time. Are they Irish? Saoirse Ronan is Irish. I, Do they even? Is it even set in Ireland? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't <laughs> believe so. The current day city is definitely not Ireland. Oh, well then. Okay, well then I don't concede that point. Um, I did not get that beer anyway, so moving right past that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, a lot of this movie has to do with not really going back in time, but there's two different chronological things happening. And in the old time, Clara is a... Lady of the Night, and I bet she was paid in shillings, so sort I'm of. drinking Oh my god. <laughs> 90 shilling ale. You're thinking she made 90 whole shillings? <laughs> yeah. Or like a farthing or farthings? two. farthings? Oh god, at the same time with the same joke. <laughs> These cuts like are Like a piece deep. of eight or three. I mean, it's not the worst you could have possibly done, but it's not great. Yeah, well, I, that's why I started with they're not great, Jack. <laughs> I'm glad. Jake, could you save us here? I can do better than that. Oh, that's good. I have a couple beers. First, I went with a better selection than what Mark would have said. There is a lot of red in this movie. I can't win I went every with, week. I went with a Petrus aged red sour from Petrus, which is a very well-known old-school brewery. Uh, these are quite old vampires. There's a lot of red. 200 years or so. 200 years or so. You can look at, look at the blood redness of that beer in that bottle. Uh, that's one of them. And then the other is an Almanac Love, which is a hazy IPA. Uh, there's a lot about love in this movie for it being a vampire movie. So I have an aged red and a love. Aged red love. You're saying Not- that like there's some type of dichotomy between love and vampires. Like you can't have Yeah, both. I feel like that's a common thing. Nope, never. It's never been in one vampire movie. Okay. <laughs> it's all never. lust. It's never love. Correct. Better than Mark, I guess. I mean, yes. You guessed that was pretty good. <laughs> what do you have? I have a cast-out IPA by the Crux Brewing Company sure. here in Idaho because this is a movie about cast-outs. Uh, she was specifically cast out from the Brotherhood. And then at the end of the movie, she casts her daughter out of their little clique, mother-daughter clique. Yeah, a classic sure. mother-daughter clique. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but this is a movie about cast-outs. Yeah, so we all lost... 
I definitely won. Okay, well, Jack, I, I lost I'm willing the to most. say Jack I'll, won. I'm Mark willing to most. that one. Yeah, well, mine was fine. Jack's was pretty good. Mark's <laughs> just was really, really bad. Yeah. Really she probably bad. got paid in shillings. Maybe at one point, yeah. I, I mean, they explicitly say gold. I think a gold can be a shilling. I No, no. I will not. No. It's absolute <laughs> no. You should Can't. bet. <laughs> Let's start the episode with a bet. Uh, well, that's actually going to segue nicely into our next segment here, because drinking beer might not have been the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. Yeah. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world. So, Jake. Yeah, you know what I didn't do? You didn't watch the I movie? I didn't watch Cube. Oh. But I, there's a reason for that, Jack. With a as as any upstanding bet loser would say, I don't know how many of their, them there are here, but I'm certainly one of them. If I'm going to watch a Lost Bet movie, I'm going to sit down and watch it. It was a really, 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 really busy week, both with work and with hockey playoffs hitting the very deep part of the, the first round. I didn't really want to be paying full-fledged attention, nor did I have time when I could have been paying full-fledged attention. So I didn't watch it. I will. That was I a promise confusing you. sentence. It that was a word salad. Confusing. It's okay. We're just getting started. <laughs> All right. Uh, the movie so what I did watch is one I, I kept doing. Well, I'm continuing to do the thing that I have been doing recently where I throw a movie on that I've seen in the past few years via this website thing we have going on. And I've really liked just to give it another little go because I don't really have to pay full attention to it. But I want to have it on and see how it's hitting me in that particular moment. Okay. This time I went with the ritual. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still really like that movie, too. It's one of, honestly, rad. like, I, I found myself uh, paying more attention to it than I had planned, and it was a bit of a problem for me. Uh, but that's okay. That's a good sign for the movie. It's one of the better people getting fucked with in the woods horror movies in quite some time. So, yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. Like, go and watch it. It's, there's no reason not to yeah, watch it. Yeah, if you it. haven't seen that movie, go and watch it. It's great. Jake, you I know. have a question. Sure. By this little website thing, do you mean our website, a-zhorror.com? Yeah, that's where you can go, and you can find all of our reviews and podcasts. Okay, I actually was legitimately not sure if you were talking about like a new website that was like a suggest me movie type thing, or if you were talking. Oh about no, this. it's my it's my side project. Oh okay. <laughs> you, yeah. you have a t o z horror dot com. You've just been squatting on that this whole time. It's it's Patreon only content, Mark. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's the future site of something very cool, Mark. <laughs> Coming Christmas nineteen ninety nine. Uh yeah, well guess what? I did watch a Lost Bet movie. Good Uh-oh. this week. I watched it, like, late Monday night or something like that. It doesn't matter. Uh, Mark, I lost a bet to you. Yeah, you no did. recollection of what the bet was. You assigned me the movie A Ghost Story. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a long time ago. It's been on my list for for a decent little chunk here. Why did you do this? Uh, it went back to a conversation we had as a result of a comment from one of our listeners, John, if you're out there listening, uh, who said that my take on the movie was objectively garbage and that I should be ashamed. <laughs> so then, as a result of us bringing that up on the podcast, uh, I just committed to the next person to lose a bet to me, had to watch that movie. Okay, now it's been so long that I do not remember what your take on the movie was. He just said what his take on the movie was. No, 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 no. no. His, mo- my his take, take on the movie garbage. was garbage. Yeah, Oops, spoilers. Yeah. His take. Spoilers for his take. Oh, was your take that it's a garbage yeah, movie? Yeah, my take was also that it's a garbage movie and not worth watching, <laughs> so I made you watch it. Uh, I'll agree with the latter point. I don't know if it's a garbage movie, but it is fucking not as arty as it thinks it is, and not as, like, different and cool and clever as it thinks it is. It's it- boring as all fuck. Yep. And it's I'm not a horror movie. That sounds like Velvet Buzzsaw. What did you think of the monologue from the dude in the overalls? Oh, my God. The, the intro to philosophy nihilism lecture. 
It's so that's what that's what the whole movie is. It thinks it's more clever than it is, including being filmed on this weird like one to three point or thirty three and a third aspect ratio for some fucking reason. <laughs> With rounded corners, because, oh, it's art. You feel trapped and claustrophobic. No, you don't. It just looks, it is dumb. So what you're saying is uh, you also agree with me. I absolutely agree with you. It continues to be a movie that no one should see and is bad. Unless you have a thing for watching Rooney Mara eat pie for five minutes. And so much of this movie is just silent, which should be striking and cool. But I just got so tired of it. I was like, do anything. John is officially out, guys. Yeah, well, I, John, uh, I haven't seen it. Look, I'm not going to censor my opinions to keep around one of our four listeners, even though I probably should. <laughs> I think we're up to five now. <laughs> I think we're at five. In any case, I can't say I'd recommend it. It is free on Amazon Prime presently, and it's clocking in at, like, without credits, a tight 90. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. I got to say, that movie yeah. felt like it was four hours long. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought I was halfway done when I was 11 minutes into that movie. It's one of those it's ones insane. where- you walk out of whatever room you were watching it in and like you look in the mirror and you've aged remarkably like your hair is gray and your hands are wrinklies and and these aren't your hands these are the hands of an old man <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> like that Casey Affleck is problematic these days I think so it has that aspect of it going on too is he I can't keep track of everyone that's problematic and I frankly am not willing to well it's I a movie think it's he's a movie. one of them it's a movie yeah not a great one. <laughs> Both of you suggest it's a pass. Yes. Okay. Hard. That's pass. all I got. <laughs> Mark, what's been rocking your horror world? I have two and a half. Oh, um, good. So the first one is objectively not horror fair. I'm going to start by saying that at the top. But um, a couple, a little, uh, I don't know, maybe a week and a half ago, I had a really long day at work. Uh, took like a shitload of steps and my feet were really hurting. So I came home. I thought you were going to say something else there. Took a shitload of acid and just tried to unwind <laughs> for the night. I came home. My lovely wife starts giving me a footer up, and we decide to put this movie on. And this movie is... What is your life? What is your it's pretty. Life? It's pretty nice, guys. I am, I'm set up. Um, this movie is Free Solo. Perhaps you've heard of it. It is available on Hulu. The Alex Honnold movie? Yes. This is the dude the who, who Free Soloed El Cap or whatever. Yeah. Um... About, I don't know, it's hard, to, it's hard to keep track of how long the movie is, but maybe a third of the way into the movie, he starts talking about this first ascent that he's doing, this first face, and they zoom in on his feet, and the like this initial climb is so impossibly smooth that there's like no handholds at all, and they just zoom in on like his fingernails and t- you know his big toe like on these tiny little ridges, and I had like such a physiological response like my hands my hands and feet just flop sweat all of a sudden i'm very afraid of heights i guess i probably should have said that at the at the top of this yeah but um if you're out there and you're afraid of heights and you want a movie that is certainly intense if not horror fodder give this one a watch it's a very well-made documentary it it definitely uh definitely got in my head a little bit it'll freak you out it it they I could mean, probably shoot an Academy a, Award. They could probably shoot a documentary about the people who made this documentary. About yes. the climbers who climbed this with ropes and shit, but with the camera gear to get this footage. Yeah, they had to do a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. And that's actually a, good, a big part of the documentary, too, because it's like, for him, when he's going to be doing the free soloing, there are parts that he knows are more technically sketchy. Yeah, there's like four he, spots where he's like, I could die there, 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 yeah. or there. And he doesn't want the people to like be... They don't want to be around him 
visibly to like get inside of his head and he doesn't want them around because he doesn't want his they're his friends like he doesn't yeah. want his friends to see him die uh alex honnold's a weird dude that guy's on the spectrum uh he's a fucking weird dude but he did some crazy thing that no one should ever do and salute to the human race and whatever it's but. a hell of a film yeah, yeah. uh yeah, but also good. fucking terrifying and from a source that i wasn't really expecting it to be from Sure, that's an interesting thing when you walk in just unknowingly and get horror smacked. Yeah, nice little injection of adrenaline in my life. Yes. Uh, next up, last Saturday was an objective. Gesundheit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> going to take that again. <laughs> Secondly. <laughs> Sorry. Motherfucker. Wait, that one was a joke, right? No. <laughs> Leave them in. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry. Leave them all in. It's way better. Secondly, last Saturday was objectively one of the worst days I've had in quite a long while. Um, so by the end of the day, I was exhausted and my wife was exhausted and we were just kind of chilling on the couch and we needed a good comfort food movie. So we put on Cabin in the Woods. Uh, we've talked about Cabin in the Woods many times on this podcast, I think both in the great movie. Yeah. Rocking Horror World segment and in an actual like podcast. So if you want our full thoughts, go back and listen to that one. But holy shit, uh, that's damn near a perfect movie. It's so good. It's so easy to watch. Everything's so charming. Makeup's good. It's great. Makeup's good. <laughs> that is one a, of the first. It's a good effects yeah. movie. It's one of the first things I think about is the makeup. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say on that one aside from the fact that it is yeah. pretty amazing how much like how much that can do for your day. <laughs> Just going back to an old classic that's in your rotation and popping it on and enjoying sure. it again for, for the sure. 80th time. Fuck yeah, man. Um, lastly, new content. I watched Digging Up the Marrow from 2018. Hey. This oh, is, yeah. This is, uh, this is on Shudder if you're interested in seeing it. Wait, um, wait, wait. 2018. Oh, I just, I wrote down the wrong year. It's 2014, yeah. I think. Yeah. This is, okay, I've seen this movie, yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Wait yeah, a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jake, you weighed in on this maybe a year and a half ago or so. This is the, this is a, basically it's a documentary from the eyes of the filmmaker who brought you Frozen and the Hatchet series and all those. Um, yeah. And it's basically. And not, not the Disney movie Frozen, to be clear. <laughs> correct. Different type of Frozen. Do not get that one for your kids. Or do, but I mean. You're going to reap the consequences. At least do it knowingly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So this is basically him interacting with a fan who claims that monsters are real. Something called the marrow is real. Yeah. Uh, And they do. It's like a found footage documentary type style thing where they're out crouching in the wilderness looking for monsters. Um, And hilarity ensues. Hilarity does ensue. Him being Adam Green. Yes. If you're curious. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It, it's a. I highly recommend that movie. It's not gonna like blow your socks off, but it's a good time. Yeah, I. That's the thing is, it's like not amazing, but it's very entertaining and fun in certain spots. It's it's also paced really well. I actually have a few things to say about this movie that I don't want to get into here because I don't. Maybe get we too should watch it at some point. The, I think the monsters are. I don't think it's too spoilery, but the monsters are pretty good. We should yeah. watch this movie at some point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, pop it on the list. Maybe. Uh, that's what I got. I had free solo cabin in the woods and digging up the marrow. That's all pretty good stuff. Yeah. Movie laden week, Mark. It's got to be time to go to the feature presentation. Yeah, I mean, probably any time now. Good transition, nutsack. Over at com this week, we watched 2013's Byzantium or Byzantium or Byzantium. I have, I have no a nitpick with idea. that. It's going to come up. Boyzantium. 
Fuck. Do, do, oh, it's going to be the Jesus. whole time. It actually is. Mark, can you do an Irish? Like, give me some words in what you think is an Irish accent. Oh, um, they're magically delicious. Uh, okay, that was the best very offensive. Done. That very was the best offensive. What the closest you've done is a leprechaun <laughs> accent from the Lucky Charms commercial. <laughs> I picked this movie, and I, it's clear none of us had ever seen it because we've been arguing for a few weeks now about whether or not it's actually a horror movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We've all seen it now. I think it clearly is. I would agree to that. It's a bold statement, but okay. At this, po- at this point, I would agree. Had anybody even heard of this movie before I picked it? Yeah, I thought it was like a. St- cyberpunk steampunk like action movie it's not that i knew nothing about the movie jack nothing <laughs> i knew there was a name yeah I've, i thought keanu reeves might have been in it i've heard of the greek colony that is now istanbul are you talking about the was byzantine empire the byzantine empire yeah, it was called byzantium one. at some point there was no there oh. was a greek colony called byzantium that became the city of constantinople then istanbul then istanbul it's a very confusing uh, history they might be giants as a whole song about it. Well, except that they don't talk about the Byzantine part. Are you sure about that? I don't remember every lyric to that song. I'm fairly certain that they don't mention Byzantium. In in fact, I can only recite for you the chorus of that song, so... You know the even old New York? Is that part of the chorus? No. Was once New Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay, good call. Yeah, I know that part. I know the... Is that the bridge? I know the bridge. <laughs> sure. There's not a lot of lyrics <laughs> to that song. I think you're wrong. Okay. You think that- In any case, Mark, had you heard of this movie? No. And I'm frankly very curious why you did this to I'm still us. yes, I'm still curious as to why you picked it. Okay. You've as of the as of now, and we've had listener, we've had so many conversations about this. He has not tipped his hand as to why. Look! Why? We're Look not is not a, no. We're not horror movies constrained to ones we've heard of. We're fucking A to Z horror, man. How did you pick it if you hadn't I heard of it? I saw it on a list. Okay. What was the list? What was the list? Was the uh, list was... movies that Sirius Ronan is in? Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that to be the list. I think you just made that up on the spot. No, no. I was uh, my wife and I re- fairly recently, like four or five months ago, watched Lady Bird, and then watched the SNL episode with her in it. Oh, Enjoyed that's both of what those. she's in. Fuck. Yeah, dude, she's in a yeah. lot of things. She's also in Brooklyn. I don't know what Brooklyn, that is. Brooklyn, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, what's what's her deal? And Hannah was like, she's uh comes from like a horror background and I was like, the fuck? No, what? No. Come on. Well that's her first that's her first movie. So she was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is technically background. Yeah. Look. Uh, Jordana Brewster comes from a horror background. Yes. So does Chris Hemsworth. Yes. All but the this best. all the greats. So you're does th- Usher. I think if you step back, you'll see you're proving my point. Okay, good point. I'll stop. I'll stop arguing <laughs> against myself. It's pronounced Ursher. Ursher came from a whore background. No, it's yeah. pronounced Sirsha. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Sirsha, but uh, that's fine. Depends on who you ask. We Well, if you ask her, it's pronounced Sirsha. <laughs> I watched a nine-minute YouTube video about how she says it both ways. She that has a whole song about it in SNL. Sersha with an er, not Sorcy with an or, cause Sorcy with an or goes or not er. It's sh instead of s, uh, instead of e, simple as can be, see Sersha. Yeah, well, yeah. That too. She says other Irish people sometimes pronounce it Sersha. Okay. But she well, pronounces it Sersha. As we've already established, I have a very thick Irish accent that I'm trying to suppress for this episode, so that's why I say Sersha. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So now it's time to start talking about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, okay. Vampire. Boom. Vamp- Mine. Sweet. Damn it. Uh, what else? Uh, <laughs> um, 
Nothing historical. else? Historical. Historical counts. Romance uh, is on here. It's also Ro- romance. romance. It's foreign. Romance. Fine. A foreign romance vampire historical. Yeah, that's all of them. Yep. Great. I that, mean, yes, that, that is. That award-winning segment is even better when we do it out of order. So, hey, Jack. We didn't do it. At, no, happen. I thought you I got away with it. Happen. Fuck. Yeah, just, I, thought, you, I thought I'd tangle that. Tangle that bait. Fuck. I, no. Now I'm resting on my laurels. Now I all that stuff's rocketed out of my head. My what would have been a perfect plot synopsis is now going to be messy and bad. Well, at least wow. you have an excuse. I have several excuses. <laughs> I, I would love to hear all of them after you finish this mess. Okay. <laughs> it's going to start when you start. Gemma Atherton is a woman in conquistador times, and then she gets turned into a prostitute, forced to be a prostitute, and then she gets real sick, and they do a guy turns her into a vampire instead of killing her. She has a daughter who also gets real sick after a guy with syphilis rapes her, so to save her daughter, she turns her daughter into a vampire, but the vampires aren't happy about that because women aren't supposed to be vampires, so they're on the run. Cut to modern day, 2013. Sir Sharon goes to high school, falls in love with a high school boy, even though she's like 200 years old, and uh, then Time, he has leukemia. Do you want to continue there, bub? Woof. <laughs> 30 seconds are on the clock again. <laughs> yeah, let's see if he can I get, can get it. it done. I can get it done in another 30 seconds. Hold Give on. Okay, 30. yeah, we're doing it. This Give is the first 30. time ever. Give me another 30. Okay, it's going to start when you start. When you start. Sir Sharona's boyfriend has leukemia. Gemma Atherton is on the run from these vampires trying to protect herself and Sir Sharonin. Sir Sharonin's rebelling. Uh, eventually they catch up with them. A big fight ensues, and Gemma Atherton and Sir Sharonin go their separate ways. Sir Sharona turns her boyfriend into a vampire to save him. The end. Wow, 45 seconds. Look at that. A classic 45-second plot synopsis. That's the segment. That's the segment. Time. I don't know. I actually stopped my um, so Jack, so I have I, one question. You keep. Saying, I have one. You keep, I have one question too. You keep saying Atherton. Is it not? It. I believe it's Arterton. There's no H. Hmm. Well, that's the classic Irish pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Mark. <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> that's my thick RG Irish brogue over there. Yep. Okay. And that was Scottish. Um, you guys are just fun. more worldly than I. So Atherton, <laughs> I don't believe is turned into a vampire by a man. Uh, Let's she, review that little bar, part of your plot synopsis. Well, I said she was turned into a prostitute, and then I corrected myself with force to become but, a prostitute. Well, but then you also said that she was turned into a vampire by a man. Oh, yeah. Shooting she a man, it. stealing yeah. it, yeah, yeah, and yeah, going yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. causing a whole kerfuffle. That's why That's why her daughter yes. got raped, was because she shot this yes. man in the knee. Unclear how this man knew she had a daughter, but that's... Be- you actually get turned into a vampire, I think, by going into a sauna. Yes, I was going to say that same thing. That is a sauna. Yeah. It's uh, one of the, what does the guy say? One, I met the old saint or something. So, Which is apparent. it's apparently just Dark Link. Yeah. <laughs> and some bats, some bad CG bats. Uh, It's like Batman and Zelda combine, and then you die, and then you don't die. Yeah. And then there's Hawaiian Punch coming out of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, only for Gemma Arterton. Arterton? No, it was for everyone. It was for absolutely everyone who turned into a vampire. Yes. Was it? Yes. yes. Did you watch this movie? Mostly. Oh, my God. <laughs> as little as possible. I'm it's kidding. hard to follow. Okay, let's There's get into what happening. the movie does right. This is a stylistic movie, and I like that part Barry, of it. Barry, let's talk more about the Hawaiian punch coming out of the mountain, because that's kind of funny, but it it, it is a... 
one example of how there are a lot of, I think, stylish shots. It's probably not the best example, but let's bridge our way into it, shall we? Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a cool one. It also builds mood really well by, you know, with this style it's got going on. It's very atmospheric is another way we've talked about this before. And a big part of that is the the score is pretty subtle, but is kind of omnipresent and I think does a very good job. And then it's very dark and it uses color in like a really dark blues for a lot of it. Obviously, the blood is striking and the red when that happens with some like weird yellows when dangers around. So it's pretty cool use of color in here. Yeah, it has kind of a washed out element for most of it. Uh, that way, the blood is in stark contrast whenever it comes into play, uh, which it does relatively frequently. I thought Jack just spilled a beer, but I didn't lose my stride. I didn't spill a beer. I dropped an empty can. One of the th- <sighs> close tomato, tomato. One of the things that I thought was most notable was whenever they were showing Sharonin's face when she had some Sharonin <laughs> my Sharonin my Sharona's <laughs> face when she had something important to say uh they did a really cool thing in post obviously with her eyes that created this dilated effect and made them look extremely deep with like this ring of blue on the outside that almost glows yeah, it's attention to detail like that that adds to the stylistic elements that you're, I think, talking about. Absolutely. Uh, but there are little touches like that throughout the movie, and I think that it overall does a, a pretty good job of helping pull you in with that. Are you positive that uh, that's just not what her eyes look like, IRL? My Sharona's eyes can look like whatever. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> that doesn't answer Mark's question. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. That was just nonsense. It was a bafflingly stupid thing to there say. There are very but... few nouns in this movie. <laughs> oh Christ! That didn't. Mean, that's not even on air. That's a callback to a joke that was off air. You stupid asshole. Jake has officially checked out. <laughs> Again, it's hot and Ooh, carbon monoxide. I almost said melanoma. It's it's hot in this room and it's only gonna get hotter. I know <laughs> as the yeah, summer continues. It is seventy degrees outside and it is blazing hot inside. Yes. Ugh. Fact. Uh, Mark, I'm pretty sure that her eyes, though beautiful they may be, do not look like that because a human's eyes don't look as such. Oh, I see. I got you. Yes. Yep, She's got right. a cat eye guy. They they clearly add effects to it. Uh, they're subtle, but they look really cool. Yeah, and to go along with that, I think this movie wouldn't work as well if Saoirse Ronan didn't do as good a job as she does acting in it. I think I her mean, weird... Her and Gemma. Absolutely, but I think hers is a little bit more striking just because she's got this weird anachronistic personality that, like, doesn't feel complete. Like, she just kind of feels a little bit eccentric when she's doing it, but also way out of place and out of time. But I think she has a more complex. She has that, uh, that thing that you get when you have a child who is wise beyond its years. Yeah. Going on, despite the fact that she's 16 or whatever. She's she's 216. I mean, let's be clear. She's she yes, she is a two hundred and sixteen year old in the body of a sixteen year old. Yeah, this is gonna come up later, but she is absolutely not wise beyond her years. Yeah, she's a little mama you don't time. Know. Um Little Mama Time. <laughs> <laughs> she plays more of like the lightning in the bottle character where it's a very subdued performance until it's not, and then Gemma Arterton's is sort of complimentary to that where it's she mostly wears her emotions on her sleeves and gets very intense very quickly. And I sure. like that complementary relationship between the two yeah, main it's, characters. It's like you and me, Mark. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So I like the relationship, but I was going to bring this up in does middle, but I am curious about it. So we'll break a rare format break here. I, I do like the relationship between them in an acting point, but anytime I think about it, I'm like, no, this isn't, they are effectively the same age. They are both 200 years old, and one of them is 16 years older than the other one. <laughs> they're or off, 22 yeah, years older than the other like one, or whatever. they like, 0.01% in age. Yeah, they are ex- almost exactly the yeah, same it's, age. Yeah, it's that thing that you get when it's, like, you're in elementary school. It's like, oh, I'm a sixth grader, and that's a fifth grader. Puh. But then when you're 30 and someone's 25 or 40, you're like, yeah, we're pretty much the same age, whatever. How do you think sixth and fifth grade work in relation to one another temporally? They're like do you think they're five to ten to years apart. They're like decades apart. How many times did you do fifth grade? Uh, at least once. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, technically that's correct. <laughs> yes, at it least is. Once. <laughs> that covers a wide range of answers. Yes. <clears throat> I'm gonna jump to something else. I guess it kind of goes with the style that you guys were talking about a little bit earlier, but the recurring <sighs> set of that underground walkway thing. Now, granted, that's just a choice on their part to shoot in the city oh, that has that. By- I'm talking about the white thing on the beach with the pillars that yeah. runs down for yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. underneath yep. the pier or whatever the hell that thing That's is. That's a confusing way to say that. The wa- the long walkway? The underground walkway? It is underground. Cellar door, Mark. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a beautiful phrase. Um, I like the way they chose to shoot that just because I think they do it intentionally to mirror the like the weird time shit happening in this movie, just the way they shoot down it, it's like long and repetitive and this like tunnel that locks you into where you are. Just and I like, feel like life. Kind of, yeah. But in yeah, their know, case, it's multiple hundreds of years of that. And I think they specifically choose to shoot like a shitload of scenes there as they're establishing these flashbacks and stuff that are happening. I think there's a reason that most of the flashbacks to the beginning of the story happen when one of the two or both of the characters are sitting, standing, walking, whatever, talking in that walkway. It's a nice shirt. Sure. Yeah. Very cool. I have a question for you two. Slightly different. Oh, boy. What did you think of what I'm going to call the cold open of the movie, which was basically suddenly there was a garrote wire hanging on the wall that the guy somehow didn't notice? Yeah. That's uh, what you thought. No, well, you thought, yeah. I thought I, it, my, my thoughts on that evolved over the movie because I immediately had that instinct of like, what the fuck? But then she's been, her whole life has been on the run from this team of vampires. I'd be hiding weapons around my home too. Sure. I I had weapons around my home anyway and there's no vampires after me as far as I'm aware. So the reason I have this in Does Right is because I think it actually, it does a service for this movie where it actually like, okay, now you're in, stuff's happening, whatever. That dude literally just got his head chopped off on screen. That was cool. Uh, without that scene in there, I'm pretty sure I'm asleep by 35 minutes into this movie. Oh, God. Oh, they got to jump right the fuck in. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. a good point. So, and then also it establishes that they have to, like, leave. They float around a bunch, and that's part of their thing. So it actually, I mean, it's it does a lot of legwork for the movie and provides the initial intensity that you need to make it through to the end. Yeah, and for me, it kind of avoided this problem that a lot of, like, ancient beings movies have for me of, if you've been around for 200 plus years, you should... Be independently wealthy. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Invest <laughs> in the one, British East India Company. You'd be a fucking trillionaire. Like, you could figure it out. But but this one, at least, you know that she's on the run, and she doesn't have, you know what I mean? It's never, there was never a minute for her to sit down and get some book learning and figure out how to do it. She's on the run from these wampiers. Yeah, these wampiers who, 
know that she's like a hunted criminal and then just sit down and expose their neck to her without paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, they're not they're not great villains. That's a little bit of a nitpick. I'm jumping format here, but still I, I do like <laughs> the opening whatever you want to call never it, do the cold that. open. Yeah, and also I was still questioning whether or not this was horror, and then that happens almost immediately. And you're like, okay, well, you that's get to an like, action. I mean, that's kind of yes, it helps. That's kind of an action sequence. I mean, people get their heads lopped off in action movies. It's a detailed head lopping off, and combined with the it's quite detailed. like thumb to the neck oozing, it's it's pretty horror. Pretty. How early. do we feel about the thumb, the the nails thing in this movie? I kind of dig it. Yeah, it's yeah. unique. I I so that kind of takes me to my next thing is I I do like both that. And the some of the other things that they do with the vampire. <laughs> hey, you got it right! Wow! I almost said egg. Cheers, buddy. Thanks. I almost just said egg in English. <laughs> the vampire egg. They it's it's well written for the most part in terms of what I saw, but then you have some of that that they just have have brought into play, which I think adds to it as well. So it, it's it ranges from that, which is obviously it plays a very big role in the movie, but then you have intricacies. Like when I forget the, I forget both the actor's name and the name that he plays in the movie. Holy Claire's shit! Claire's boyfriend, him. <laughs> you mean Ella's boyfriend? Ella's boy. Yes. Eleanor's boyfriend. Eleanor's not boyfriend. Clara's boyfriend. Puck. You're talking about Frank, who's played by Caleb Landry Jones, who's the older brother from the Get Out movie. If you've seen, yeah. Him. So by the way, perfect casting choice because he definitely looks like he has leukemia. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't look well <laughs> yeah, ever. That's true. <laughs> Ever. Uh, like, I okay, anyway, back to the point here. Um, I enjoy small things that happen in this movie. For example, when he is like, so do I need to invite you in? Things that feel natural, but they are part of vampire lore. Right. I enjoy how they implemented most of that, I would say, in this movie. So that's why it belongs in this part of the podcast. Yeah, they, they have nods to the traditional lore while also still fucking on it, right? It's a little not... bit, and you have to, frankly. Yeah. At this, at this point, you cannot just go and do the exact same thing. It wouldn't It wouldn't bode well. <laughs> Particularly in a movie that's primarily a drama. Yeah. I mean, and when, when did the first Twilight movie come out? Like, this has to be right around then. So I actually this. specifically looked that up because there was a part of my brain that was like, why did they do this? But uh, I think the Twilight movies started in like 06, 05, something like that. Yeah, they were before and this. And then the last yeah. one was 2012. Oh, Jesus. So they were just over? Yeah, they were they were donezo. Christ. Or this came out in 2012, didn't it? 2013? 2013 I, it's unclear. Yeah. It, there was like a year old. between the last Twilight, whatever it was called, and this one. Breaking Dawn Part 2, maybe. I, New it Moon? A, it had a chess piece on the cover, I think. Oh, God, I don't care. <laughs> There might have been did, an apple. Had, did either of you like even remember this ever being in? Was this a theatrically released movie? It almost must have been. I believe so. Yeah, I do not recall. Gemma, are you're saying it's R. Arton? R. Arton? Arterton. Arterton. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Um, Art Arton <laughs> was a pretty big name, right? She was in Quantum of Solace a couple of years before this. I, yeah, I'm. Well, yeah. I, so she wasn't without cachet. This, oh, speaking this of which, is a cast. It's a significant cast. I mean, I, I feel like they. Another thing this movie does right, Gemma Arterton is a very attractive woman. Hey, yes. <laughs> Good analysis. <Hey>. Good. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of movie does analysis right. you want there. Yes, <laughs> is the answer to that. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Did either of you guys look up the like budget and gross from this? I did not, but I'm very curious. Would you care to guess what the budget was? 25 mil. 
I'm reading this directly off of IMDb, which is I'm guessing 2.4 mil. I'm guessing low. So you're guessing 2.4, and Jake is guessing 25. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jack is closest. Damn the it. budget is the budget is reported at eight million. Okay. okay. Uh, I feel like it's not gonna have made money then. <laughs> the uh, I don't have the international numbers in front of me, but the USA gross under oh, Christ under eighty five thousand dollars. Oh my god, eighty five. <laughs> well, like if this there's been... no hold on, there's no way eighty five. Yeah, it's if actually this had a wide theatrical release like we would have fucking heard of it. So. 85 grand. Isn't it? It's a it's a foreign movie. So? I don't uh, so a, a, you open in 10 screens. Yes, in the US, you probably opened it in a lot of screens in England. So in these Ireland. are US specific numbers? He said I don't have the international numbers. I have US numbers. No, yeah. I thought they, I thought he meant US dollars. I was like, why does the conversion matter? That's not No. I can't Mark help. I can't do it with him. I'm sitting right <laughs> next to him. I can't do it with no, him. No, we anymore. have to convert it to shillings. <laughs> how many exactly. shillings did this movie make? Gold farthings. How many gold farthings? Okay, on further examination, the total box office was 828,000. That's still bad. It's that's, not that's great, a tenth but of it's what they spent supposedly. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yikes. This movie <laughs> deserves better than that. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did the movie do middle? <laughs> Let's move along. <laughs> I had nothing in does middle. I had the mother-daughter relationship because I, I like it. Too, it feels natural, but I fucking it it shouldn't exist. They're the same age. They are the same age. There shouldn't be a mother-daughter dynamic in that way of like a rebellious teenager. Uh, sure. So I, let me let me hold on. Let me ask you this though. So you and your dad are turned into vampires, and he's whatever fifty, and you're like thirty. When you're two hundred and fifty and two hundred and thirty. Don't you think you'd still have that same sort of rapport? I'm not really. I wouldn't have the like. I wouldn't feel like he has a lot more life experience than I do. I guess the one thing is for damn sure you wouldn't like enroll in a college. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I'm trying to stay inconspicuous, and also it's high school. Okay, whatever. You wouldn't enroll in a school. They call it college because it's because everything is confusing in England. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's England and not Ireland. Also, it's it's definitely England. There's no arguments here. <laughs> I thought it was Norway, but okay, whatever. Finland. There's a sauna. We already covered this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is all. It's all the same canon. It's. I want to talk about my part a little bit. So you have these characters that I think, for the most part, uh, <laughs> I, I don't talk about my part. I want to talk about bit. my part. Oh, Jake, Jake, were you in this movie? <laughs> oh yeah, my part. You didn't see me. You were just off screen. You were like guy holding horse number two. Yes. Talk about your I was, part. My God. This <laughs> is off the rails. This is off. Jake is losing his fucking mind. You got to scarecrow me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so while I don't disagree with what Jack's saying about the mother-daughter relationship, that thought crossed my mind. It wasn't the primary thing. I thought that we talked about earlier how they have a nice complementary sort of character trait where... The daughter is kind of that precocious youngster, very smart, reclusive, that whole thing. The mother's much more reactive. She's kind of a head case. She's quick, fast fuse sort of thing. That would have played really, really well in a comedy. So I, I started thinking about that, and I could <laughs> knock it off that train, and it made me want these two to be characters in a comedy. 
and this is not a comedy. Actually, as the movie progresses, I feel like it takes itself more and more seriously. Oh, this is a really serious movie, you and guys. I, I had a hard time dealing with it because I was like, these characters, they need to just, like, this is a perfect, there could be a bit, and there's no bit. It's just serious. And then more serious. And then more serious. And they ratchet up the level of sincerity, and I just couldn't follow it. So, so while I do like their dynamic overall, I felt like I wanted this movie to be something other than what it was because of it. You wanted this movie to be what we do in the shadows. Uh, in the sense that it would be a vampire comedy. Yeah. Uh, sure, but it didn't. Are... It didn't. Ne- it didn't necessarily have to have a flight of the Concord style humor. Right. That's a very specific. Could have though. It could have. I wouldn't have wanted that necessarily. I'm not saying that's what I wouldn't want. It I could w- have, yes. I want to jump into the mind of Jake real quick. Jake, how would you have written that show? What, what did you want? What was the bit you were going after? I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I'm not a writer. Oh, okay. I'm an idea guy. <laughs> I think Fisher. I proved that with Fuck Mountain. I'm an ideas man, Michael. I think I proved that with Fuck Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Is that going to take us to Does Wrong? Uh, no, one more thing. It I does don't know. Middle. How do you guys have nothing to I say have about that? One more that? thing. It does middle because it's it's too. I don't know, man. <laughs> it was perfect. Jesus. Okay, that's why I don't have anything to say because you spoke perfectly and eloquently, and I don't have anything to add. Um, I never another- once thought that this would play better as a com- as a comedy. I did not. You're have wrong. In my head. <laughs> it's 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 fine, Mark. You're wrong. Uh, the last thing I think I ha- it does middle is the jumps back and forth in time with the flashbacks. That is not what I have in does middle. <laughs> I I think it. Here's why I have it. It does middle. Okay. I don't think it fucks with the continuity of a movie in the way it might, like a lot of movies do that, and it just takes you out of it and it ruins it. I don't think it does that. It also doesn't fucking add anything to it, so I don't know why they did it. So here's what I think you're saying. I'm gonna dissect this. I think you're saying it could be worse. Yes. Okay. It's still bad. Okay. Well, that seems like a good it's, transition to what it does wrong. It's, yeah. It does wrong, but not so wrong that it was as jarring as it could have been. Yes. That's our new <laughs> that's famous my, segment. That's my stance on what that was. Fair enough. Okay. I, so yeah, it didn't. It certainly didn't add anything to the movie. So I'm having a hard time arguing with you there. Can we now go to the does wrong part? Of we're there. He oh, we're there. Yeah. Mark said we're there. Uh, Get there. I feel like Mark's getting frothy. Mark is getting frothy. I have two massive problems with this movie. The first of which, and this is why I was not speaking up during the first point you guys made under Does Right, is I fucking hate this style. It is so pretentious and shallow while pretending to put on this facade of being, like, deep. It's pulling the... I really feel like it's trying to pull the that, that thing that works where... If you just come at me with an accent, I think that you know what you're talking about. And then <laughs> what? Start There's attention. a lot to break down here. Hold on. No, this this is an established like social phenomenon that like if you hear someone with like a British accent, you're like you trust them more. You know what I'm saying? This is well a thing more that than is an American maybe because How Americans maybe more than an American because Americans have proven themselves to be the least trustworthy. But also there's there's degrees of that, right? I mean it also this is also a classist issue because if you if you hear a very upper class British accent, you tend to trust it. If you heard a real blue collar British accent, I don't think you'd trust that anymore. Like if someone said, Hello, governor, how would you feel? <laughs> you would feel find I would that say no more trust. You're doing a perfect Irish accent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm you aware are focusing the... on a very, very minor no, no. part I'm, of I'm I'm aware of here. the phenomenon, but it only it exists to the same it exists in 
Like, there's American accents you trust more than other American Wait. accents, just because. Okay, you okay. I want to take a step back because this is this is not what I intended for He's, this. Yeah, he be. didn't. He wasn't talking about accents specifically. I feel like you're focusing on accents right now. The accent, you... I feel like, is part of it. They they wanted okay, the then you're Irish. Me again. They wanted the Irish narration over this. It's not Irish. I mean, oh Saoirse Ronan is an Irish give me, accent. Give me the She's name. not that great at doing a British accent. So it's just a British accent? Whatever. They wanted the British accent. I mean, both are British. Like, okay. <laughs> it's English. You guys are so bad at podcasting. <laughs> it's Welsh. <laughs> She's doing her Norwegian accent Thank over you. Now I get a it. heavy piano score that is later revealed to be her playing expertly the piano and talking about the nature of stories and scattering them to the winds. I mean, you literally, you, I, you would be hard pressed to find a more pretentious setup for this movie. And then that tone continues throughout the entire thing. This Uh, actually strikes me very similar in a very similar way to a ghost story did where it's like, wow, this was a great senior level film project. But this does interesting stuff with it, right? When they're starting to tell people about it and when they're focusing on her boyfriend's understanding of what vampires are and him telling other people that don't believe her, they don't have Saoirse Ronan playing the piano. They have the old woman who's typically at the bar playing the piano much, much worse. So at least they're doing interesting things with it where it corresponds to the what's happening in the movie. And then she kills her, though. And then she kills her, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I mean... Th- I, I it, it's definitely better than a ghost story, but I'm just saying that's sort of the same feeling that I got from this, where I just like, was not in. Like, I mean, as another good example, there's the slight Dutch angle shot of Gemma Arterton in front of the Byzantium sign with the neon in the background. That's very clearly trying to like be reminiscent of films from like the 40s and 50s. Yeah, and it's playing it's fucking noir. Claire de Lune over the background. Yeah, like come on. Like I, yeah. I, I guess I, I do yeah. think that this is a pretentious movie, but I also don't. It it didn't strike me as not earning that like I, I don't know isn't pretentiousness like by definition unearned i don't think so but i'm a little too drunk to argue with you right pretension? now no i just saw i just watched this movie and <laughs> how I do saw you that it, earn pretension i like, like it. yeah how do you I, I i don't know i watched the movie i liked the visual style for the most part I am not really i'm not disagreeing with what you said mark about some of I don't know. I, I guess I'm calling that audio. How it all comes together, yeah, pretentious. But there are good elements to it. It's I, I guess I just didn't have as much of a problem with it as you did overall. I think I and I, I think I'm still lacking the ability to like put into words what I don't like about it. Because honestly, like pretentiousness happens sometimes in films. That's fine, whatever. But it's the way that it leverages that as a means of trying to like hide its story elements. I guess is kind of what I'm getting at. Like this movie seems very shallow to me, but it seems like it's trying to be deeper than it actually is as a result of these things. So, so I guess, I guess for me, I don't think it's, it's, it is shallow in a story perspective, but I don't think it's shallow in terms of the visual storytelling that it's doing and like what it puts on screen when certain things are happening. I agree. The story is more shallow than the epoch would evoke, but uh, I don't, I don't agree. And also now that I think about it, I think pretension, by definition, is assuming something that that you have not earned. So yes, I think you were absolutely right about the definition of pretentiousness. But we're getting a lot of vocabulary out there on this episode. None of it is <laughs> now. Dropped epoch on the listener. Yeah. Well, in my mind, epoch is one of the B characters from the original Matrix movie. So also true. Not true. Actually, his name was Apoch. That was a test, and you failed. Well, I'm not a huge Matrix fan. <laughs> 
Um, I have a very large, uh, not nitpick, I have a very large issue with the story conclusion. Is there anything before the end of the movie you guys want to talk about? I mean, I think, I think kind of going along with what you're saying, the movie is slow and that's something it does wrong for me. It's, it's never so slow that I totally lose interest, but it's also, it's not gripping me from start to finish. Like it focuses way too long on certain things that I think some editing could have really pared it down. It's, it's, uh, there was unnecessary shots that were extended for too long. So here was my, I have a quick addendum to that. I thought I agree. Uh, however, I was kind of just by luck of the draw, we watched this relatively close to when we watched another movie that was slow. And I felt like it benefited for that. What was the other movie? Uh, it was it was a movie that came out on the podcast a couple weeks ago now, listener. Uh, it was called What Lies Beneath, that movie. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I could not help. I could. I try to separate these and let them live in their own, on their own merits. It's, I could not. I, I, this is a slow movie, and I was still so happy that I was not watching What Lies <laughs> I Beneath. Mean, I was, too, and I certainly think this has more depth than What Lies Beneath, if only in visual storytelling. But Fuck that movie. Wow. I mean, and, and when, I, when I say visual storytelling, there's also interesting things they're doing with focus, right? When they want you to, like, focus on the main characters and follow it directly, the camera, they're, they're in dead center frame. And then the transitions to not having a main character in dead center frame are very abrupt and very noticeable and coalesce with what they're trying to say. So I think that's the kind of interesting stuff I liked. Coalesce. Another good vocab word. Mark, <laughs> is this a hipster movie? I uh, yeah, you could very easily have this on at like a hipster bar, drinking could beer you? out of bowls. Yeah, fuck them. Also, none of us had ever heard of this movie, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to get it on the ground floor. Totally I don't think any, I, frankly, I don't think any of the world has heard of this movie after seeing that it only made one tenth of its budget back. That's why it'll get three listens this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already lost John, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone will be like Byzantium. Never heard of this. Maybe somebody's looking for a historical uh, podcast about the, uh, the the history of Constantinople. If Okay, if that takes off, then we are officially switching to a podcast about something that is not even horror-related. This is, Yeah, yeah. we're going to switch to Hardcore History with George Carlin, or whatever his name is. The three of us seem uniquely qualified to talk about anything remotely useful or academic. Like Jack, we yeah. just need to get a geographer on here. We have I a few geographers. One. Yeah, we know a few. I know one. One who should move to Boise. Okay, it's a weird cut. You took it too far. Mark, you seem to be very upset with this movie. What else does it do wrong? So, yeah, the story. The conclusion of the story is fucking absurd. If this movie has a point, (laughs) it's a study in the relationship between a mother and a daughter over hundreds of years. Yes? Are we with me so far? Yes. Sure, but it doesn't really explore that. It kind of does, and then it boils up into this thing where the overprotected Ella finally decides to escape, and her mom freaks the fuck out. The two run away from each other. Clara's trying to figure out how to get back, and then they end up both getting kidnapped, right? Okay, that's classic, yeah. And that whole thing is happening because Ella finds this guy that she likes, Frank. And go on. Which runs into that classic like vampire thing. It comes up in Twilight, right, of... One of them is 16, the other one is 200. Yeah, but their souls are the same age, okay? That's what a lot of pervs tell themselves. I I mean, (laughs) any of those, man. Let the right one in. It's just vampire love. So there's this whole... Just radar love. 
there's this whole conversation and like narrative theme of like, you're not ready yet. I need to protect you, all this other shit. And then push comes to shove. The two get kidnapped and almost beheaded by this creepy old Russian dude. The mom finds the, her lover from however many hundred years ago. And then literally without her lover wasn't it, uh, or no. protector or something. It was, they were, it they was had the some guy type of relationship. It was, it was the, the guy ca- that made her a prostitute. No, it wasn't. No, the, no, no, no. Atherton it was, made her a prostitute. This yeah, guy was it was like the, the other guy. Yeah, it was, was his nice underling. Dude. He was the knight in shining armor and just it never worked out. Didn't one of them make her a prostitute and the other one rape her daughter? No. Same guy. Oh, God. Yeah, same really big asshole guy. His underling was sweet on her, but she followed the other guy that one time, and that made her a prostitute and ruined her life. Exactly. So she reunites with this beau, and without even having a fucking conversation with her daughter, where two scenes before she was apoplectic about splitting up she's just like well we're gonna go our separate ways now because we both have men see you later yeah she's and in get... so doing the movie totally fucking neuters its emotional message and essentially says multiple hundreds of years of mother-daughter relationship can be tossed out the window without even a fucking conversation because you I... found a dude yeah i think it was so in a rush it was like so close to just squeegeeing its pants over the whole thing that it had to do with frank and his finalization to the story which was to become a vampire that it did i agree with you completely neuter that part of the film which is an important one it, it didn't know how part. to that's the whole point of the film it it but it yeah i'm not going to disagree with that however it really leaned into the love thing with frank frank yeah it I, really uh, yeah, Frank's did. character's great. I mean, I like him a lot. But. but it 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 did it did that at the expense of the. It did not know how to let let those two coexist. I mean, but like in Ella should have been the one that, to decide to leave, right? Because she loves Frank and she's ready to move on. She should have been the one to make that choice. That makes this make sense. Yeah, but that's not what happened, right? The I know. Ma- I'm saying what should have happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So what's yeah. like for a movie that this is t- this dovetails back into like what my original point was. If you're going to come off as a movie that's trying to be deeply philosophical and ruminate on the changing psychology of people over hundreds of years, what is the take home message from this? So I, I don't think it is. I don't think it's trying to. Ru- cert- it's certainly not trying to ruminate on changing psychologies over a hundred years because this is a classic mother teenager relationship the take-home message from this is if you get sick and you're gonna die you should probably become a vampire right this is a movie that's that's more interested in visual storytelling than it is storytelling i would say it's definitely more interested in visuals than it is storytelling (laughs) there has to be visual (laughs) storytelling for there to be story for there to be visual storytelling well okay would you like to take that sentence again because what you just said is tautology there has to be no, I'm actually. I actually kind of meant that. Like what you said I is, there has to be visual is... storytelling for there to be visual storytelling. Yeah, I don't think this movie does a lot of visual storytelling. It has cool visuals, I'll give you that. But like, there's not a lot of actual like narrative by way of set design, aside from uh, the cascading blood waterfalls. See, I disagree. I think this is telling you a lot about how it's framing certain things and the way it changes who's center frame. And it did, I think it does a lot of interesting stuff in that regard. Yeah, you, I mean, you provided some good examples earlier. I guess it's non-zero, but I still like there has to be an underlying story for it to augment in order for it to have visual story. I, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> like it, it needs some of that. And also, here's what I thought it did wrong. The Brotherhood is a terrible fucking villain. They're so ineffectual. They're so ineffectual that for 200 years... Uh, Sir Sharonin was unaware that they were evil. 
Like they they didn't even get close to him in two hundred fucking years. How what have they been doing? Are there? I have so many questions. There's like six of them. That's it. At least. How is she not killed? At the rate that they seem to be coming after, they're so there might useless. be six left. There might be six left. Maybe, but they haven't even been close enough for Saoirse Ronan to know that they're bad and attacking her. I what have a feeling fuck? that they were very protective of their numbers because they knew if they grew too large, it would become unwieldy. So it's kind of like a one in, one out type of situation. Sure. Either then they should be more talented if they're that selective. Oh yeah, if you're gonna be a goddamn like assassin that is presumably thousands of years old. You probably shouldn't just like sit down with your back to the mark that you're hunting, especially if you're just for a while hunting down all instances of possible vampires. They're... And Sir Sharonin is writing, "I'm a vampire" in your diary yeah. over and over and ripping the pages out and throwing them to the wind. It's preposterous. You should track her down real quick. It's not going to be hard. <laughs> I, I I hate doing this. Like I wish this was this thing, but I'm kind of finding myself doing it. This movie. It just made me want them to be more like the vampires from Thirty Days of Night. Like, how are you not more capable? That's what they I want have... every vampire to Well, do. yeah, I mean, can we just watch that again instead? Uh, love but, to. But, but, like, can they not have some ounce of fucking dignity? Like, what do you do with all your time? Everything that you've learned? <laughs> what are you doing? You just jacking it? Apparently. I don't get it. <laughs> how are you this worthless? Just, just jacking it. They're just, they're just ripping one out. You got to be careful with those nails, you know? Look, I don't, I don't have a lot else to say about what this movie does wrong. I think it's all encompassed by what we've been talking about. Sure, that's fine. Jack, to but, get back to what you were saying earlier, I, I don't think she was writing that she was a vampire and scattering out to winds. I think she was writing that she was a sucreant and scattering them to the winds. Yes. And that word is probably too confusing even for them, so they might not have even noticed. <laughs> too confusing for the ancient vampires. Yeah, the, exactly. For the that are supposed to be from the era of text she's adopted and continues to use. Except that specifically, like no one in this movie is a sucreant, because my understanding is that is specific to an old lady vampire slash hag. Is it? It's also, I think, denotatively of like the like Bahamas or Haiti. Like that general region. I thought it was like Balkans. When I Googled it earlier, Jesus. it was like Balkans area, like so it's years. either the Balkans or the Bahamas. It's a B yeah. word. Yeah, one or the other. We, oh, but oh, they're oh. pretty much the this? same thing. Or the Byzantine Empire. <laughs> we, what, do you want to bet? You So what you're proposing to bet is whether Sucreant is specific to the, let's just say, like tropical area. I'll officiate this bet. Versus How? a Eastern Central Europe. How is this going to be officiated? Whoever's closer. What if it's neither? What if it's a made-up term? Uh, then uh, it's a push, and Jake gets push, to yeah. determine that. Yeah, sure, I'll bet this fuck. That last yeah. movie was just boring. In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. Oh, oh, that's it. Gambling. <laughs> okay, so we just had a bit of a time off air, guys. Uh, we had a fist fight. It was a whole thing. Depending on, Depending on how you spell this, one result will give you something called a Dompier, which is from Baltic folklore. And another will give you exactly what Mark was talking about, which is a Bahaman hag. It's pronounced called Bohemian. I'm calling this <laughs> I am calling this one hundred percent a push. Okay. Okay. I'm okay, okay. with that. Look, yeah. I'll, I'll live with that. Yeah. And we all learned a little bit about vampire vocabulary. Except we didn't, because we still don't know what's what's what. You were uh, both right about the way you spelled it. <laughs>
Shit. Okay, Mark, blow the fucking whistle. We have to get there. Jesus All Christ. Right. That means it's nitpick station, by the way. We've arrived. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up that they just set their apartment on fire when... I mean, obviously, they didn't know this at the time, but, like, there was a, there was an apartment fire in the UK in very similar apartments last year that killed, like, a shitload of people, dozens of people. Wait, you have and a nitpick with this, 20- this movie with that. You have a this nitpick in- apartment fire. You, you, the great <laughs> Chicago fire of 1812. You have a nitpick with this 2013 movie because when you watched it, there had been an actual fire in the UK a year before you watched it, My six nitpick, years after this movie came out. I don't look... That is just a recent example of when You're, an apartment fire can go badly. But don't frame selfish. this as like a relatively like nice couple just on the run from forces that they can't. Who did control. that? I, nobody did, and I think the movie continuously tells you that they. She at least Sir Ronan. I think Gemma Gemma Arterton is nice. strictly survivor mentality, and Sir Ronan hates it. She thinks My she's Sharona. a fucking monster. Fine, so. But I, I it think the movie does exactly like the movie like, fixes your nitpick. That was something that was heinously irresponsible in the beginning. That's all I'm saying. It's a I have an actual nitpick with that scene. Okay. If you have a can full of gasoline or a whole thing full of gasoline, wait, you a don't can need full to of add booze. A handful of matches and no one Adding found booze out. Adding booze is not going to help. You already have a shitload of gasoline. You don't need to add booze on top of it. Just take the booze with you for drinking on the road. Yeah, it's not going to help that much. No, it's not going to do anything. You've definitely reached your maximum capability. There was so much accelerant in that room. Yeah. Fuck. They wanted to throw off the. uh, They wanted to throw off the fire marshal. He comes in and he's like, "Yeah, but there's too many accelerants. I don't know if this was arson or what." (laughs) Totally a mistake. (laughs) I'm getting multiple accelerants. This couldn't have been arson. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a total electrical fire, man. It was like the 4th of July. You had to take your shirt off so you could run faster out of the flames. <laughs> oh, pants. Fuck. Yeah. I, I have a rough. nitpick that you guys totally just stepped on my Forgot About Dre reference, but we can move right past It's that. fine. It was for Orange County. You'll find that that's fine. <clears throat> well, no. Mark made a different reference than Orange County is what he's saying. I know, and I'm saying that we stepped on it for the purposes of Orange County. Worth it. Very worth it. God. Okay. So you stepped on my original one, and then you stepped on me referencing my original one. Yes. That's that's about the energy we've got going this episode. So <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is going very good for me, specifically. Um, after the arson fire, when they're looking at the, uh, the, the, the room, the breaks in the glass are so cartoonishly clean. Like, it's such a weird, like, high, high heat can like, absolutely shatter glass like that outwardly. But not in a clean, perfect, like, cartoon explosion, pow, thought bubble uh, shape like that. It's insane. I am struggling to remember that. They're very, it's it's on screen for, like, three seconds. I went back and looked, but it's oh, very cinematic. Good. I'm going to jump to a little bit later in the movie, which is when the kid falls off his bike, when Frank gets body checked off of his bike. How's his wrist get slit? Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, I get that he's a hemophiliac or he's on Coumadin or whatever because of his blood disorder, but, like, yeah. Clean he, slit. What? Hey, <laughs> boys. Hey, hey boys. Did she hit him with her finger? I have a real-life experience to contradict your nitpick here. I'm a man who's fallen off many bikes in my life. Many scooters. And I've had to get stitches. scooters. I have had to get... Well, Mark, that was a gas-powered scooter, so I'll thank okay. you to give me that respect. 
Mark, that, that scooter was 51cc. I was pretty much a badass. <laughs> yeah, you were 51% of the way to being a badass. <laughs> Are you saying 100cc would make you a badass? Yeah, there's a definitive line. That's a line. stupid motorcycle. It's a good break point. <laughs> it's not, dude. In any case, one of the times I fell off a bike coming down Folsom Hill at the University of Colorado, I needed to get stitches on my wrist because my wrist hit the ground first and just opened the fuck up. Yeah, but he, it was it was a, it was in it a like perfect a slit, perfect line. It was a slit enough that you could stitch closed. Okay, well, he was going to die because his wrist was perfectly slit. Like the only way that could have happened, I had a question. Do you understand how small a wound has to be to be able to stitch it adequately? Jack, do you understand how perfect that was? It was like perfect wrist, absolutely like razor blade box cutter slit. Yeah, it's like she was wrist. just carrying a scalpel in her hand that we. Well, didn't maybe. See. So that was my question: Is was her nail out, and did she hit him? I don't think so. What they, they can, can do. They can def- like specifically grow and retract their nail. I'm pretty yeah, sure. but she accidentally cuts him a lot of times in this movie. The second time she does it, it's very much on purpose. Is it? No, it's like that's a weird scene. She's like fighting her base instinct to feed. I don't know. And then he's like, "I want it. I want to die." <laughs> Suck on. He's me. so goth. <laughs> this movie's very like. Yeah, this is this is very on brand for the Twilight franchise. I think that might be why I hate it so fucking much. That's fine, dude. Yeah, you know. I had uh, that same nitpick, that's to say, Mark. This is a very minor nitpick and I actually sort of like the way that they did with the vampire mythos what they wanted, but what's the deal with light and vampires? Like they're just mildly inconvenienced by it. They're just they don't like it, but they can go out in it. In this one. It's like a the others situation. No. No. <laughs> what? It's not like that at all. Those are ghosts, eh? <laughs> well, but where there are humans that have a light sensitivity, and it's like that. But these that don't even ha- they don't even have a light sensitivity. They're just like, I think the only line where they even mention it is just like, they prefer the dark. That's it. Yeah. So they're messing with the mythos in a convenient way. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. they were like, we really don't want to have to explain the light thing at all. Yeah. At least they didn't make them sparkly. That's true. Actually, neat... given when this came out, that's a big deal. Uh, that they made them, that they didn't make them sparkly. Are you yeah, just praising like them it. for not directly riding the bandwagon of the five-part movie franchise? <laughs> I'm, I'm, di- no, you're actually a step below where I'm at, or above. Oh my god! One of the, <laughs> explain you? yourself. Tell Jake, us. Take explain us on your trip. It's, it's not Twilight. So therefore, I'm praising them. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so exactly what Mark said. No. He's talking about riding coattails. I'm talking about just not being it. Mark, what's your fucking neat pick? I can't with this idiot. <laughs> um, it has they, nouns. They ended up, I think, addressing this in like a throwaway line a little bit later after I'd written this down. But at first I was annoyed that her handwriting was so fucking like perfect calligraphy. And then I was like, well, I guess she's like 200 years old. So that makes sense. And then they ended up talking about it a little bit later. But I do like that she has damn near perfect handwriting. Yeah, it's very good. I kind of want to know if, if Sersha actually like took calligraphy classes or if these are purely props created by some calligrapher somewhere yes oh wow i don't know i don't know that's saoirse ronan was 19 when this movie came out would they have had her do that for this if they did then that's the biggest waste of time ever especially for a movie that made no money yeah they spent eight million dollars on it that has to go somewhere that has to go to calligraphy lessons i think they had Fuck, if, seven and a half million dollars of calligraphy if, lessons. If they were like, this is what's going to get the Academy hard. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm out of nitpicks. I have one. I have another neat pick. 
which is the sword at the end is fucking cool looking. I, I got too wound up in that whole scene being so weird and anticlimactic and stupid. It's very That Byzantine. I couldn't even pay attention to how cool the sword was. It's, it's a cool from sword. Cons- it's from Constantinople. I did. Uh, I didn't like how can like I somebody, especially if wow. I okay. Hold on, <laughs> start over. Especially if I'm a 200 year old vampire. Okay. If the person who's been hunting me for 200 years happens to find me and reference the, ho- the name of the hotel I've been staying at, like if I've been staying at the Byzantium and he shows up and talks about Byzantium and be like, hey, that's a weird coincidence. It's a brothel. I hate it. It's a hotel that she I turns was, into I a was brothel. a little confused as to what point they were trying to do with the name of the movie being the name of the hotel being the name of the colony that the dude's sword came from. I, I don't I, I don't get what they're... I don't get it either. Okay. I don't really care. You know what a neat pick was? The scene where the teacher comes in and Joel or whatever his name is has to like knock the dildo over. That was funny. <laughs> neat pick. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he comes looking for Ella or whatever her name is? Yeah, exactly. Is her name no. Ella? Isn't Ella also the name of the girl from Twilight? It's no. Her Belle. the girl in Twilight is Bella. Her name is Eleanor, and her boyfriend calls her Ella. Everybody else calls her Eleanor. Okay, I'm just realizing this now. That's another point for coattails. No, her name is Eleanor. Okay, so L and Bella. Those are totally not the same. Excuse me, I apologize. You're correct. They aren't the same. <laughs> <laughs> They're both female names. They're very close. They are 80% the same. Okay, it's a thinly veiled coattail point. You should check out their DNA. It's even closer than 80%. Yeah, it's like What does that even mean? Hold on. It means they're 99.8% the same DNA. Who and who? Bella and L. And anyone else. (laughs) Any human? Yeah, well, she's not a human anymore. I doubt her DNA is that different. Why wouldn't it be? It would Why have would to it be? be way more different than 80%? 80%, dude? What does 80% similarity to human DNA look like? Because aging only exists because when DNA replicates, you lose bits off the edge. Jack, I want you to tell me, if there's a human DNA, what is another DNA that's 80% similar? What is that? Like a, a lot of mammals. It's like Most a mammals? Piece of lettuce, I think. Probably non-mammals? I think it's free-range lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what that is. We, it might be jellyfish. Jellyfish are pretty I, far back. I'm stopping this right now. We're going to ratings. I don't give a shit if you have any more nitpicks. <laughs> oh, man. I just wanted to say that the pointed nails of Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul. Now Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople. Now it's Thursday night. On a moonlit night. We over at Izzy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Kramer. We rate his desire to build the levels. Show me the levels. The bet is the levels. I don't want the levels. That's the bet. And for 10, think about Beyonce would write how good he fucked her if she takes him to Red Lobster. When he fucked me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. Okay. Story is the first category to rate these movies. I picked this movie. I'm going to give it a four for story. Uh, it's it's not great. It's a vampire story, and it, they, they kind of do some things go downwards from there. What? <laughs> they kind of like do a- some things go downwards from there. Duh. Yeah. I Jake, was listening, Jake. I choose my words very carefully. <laughs> there is a continuous spiral in this episode. This is the spiral episode. I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm starting to freak out a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just think that this isn't 
this is a movie that plays with a lot of vampire tropes and doesn't do enough with them to pull it out of the low scores. I do like a couple of the interesting things they do, but then there's also problems with how they employ, like which of the vampire tropes they ignore and cheekily like play with. So it's a four for me. It's below average. Jake. I gave it a five. Uh, I, I think where this movie starts to get my goat is that it really abandons what it builds with the core characters of the mother and daughter for the love story. And that leaves you hanging in a pretty big way. Sure. Mark. I gave it a two and a half. When I first rated it, I gave it a little bit higher. I think I landed on a four. And then the more I thought about like the actual story of this movie, the more it just made me mad. And I realized there wasn't anything here. This is something that like they set out with a very like, minor idea of what they wanted to people to take away from this movie and then whatever they built toward that premise they immediately dissected and got rid of in the last 10 minutes so it's like okay well okay okay that's where i'm starting to have trouble with what you're saying is you are basing this story score on what they did in the last 10 minutes because as evidenced by what you just said they quote immediately got rid of in the last 10 minutes i didn't think that the thing they were building toward in the first place was all that intelligible in the first like if you think about what jack it was, was saying, middling it was bleh. so they took a middling probably lower than average story and then jump shifted at the climax of the film presumably to make a point but in so doing they made the entire story of the film completely pointless I don't know why that would get a score higher than a bottom quartile. I wouldn't call it pointless. I would call it frustrating. What point then? What is the point of this story? Love. Okay, you're talking about like it or not, which fine. I don't like. Okay, fine. For love, I'm giving this a three. There you go. <laughs> For love, that's a point lower than me. Like I don't. That's not outside the realm. World building and immersion is our second category. I'm giving it a four for world building and immersion. I am transfixed by Sir Ronan's acting in this movie. I find her weird, anachronistic thing very compelling. And I, I, I'm I, trying not to double credit it for the really cool, like, visual storytelling shots thing that I really, really like. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that later. But I, this, there's long stretches of this movie where just nothing's happening and nothing needs to be happening. So it's a, it's a four. It's below average, but not very far below average for me. Jake. Three. Uh, the jumping between time periods really was a bit much at times. It's not that it was overly aggressive in terms of its abil- your ability to follow it, but it just was too much, and it made me actively check out. There's passive checking out, and there's active checking out, and this reached into active, which is why it's a lower score. And, and if I may, there, there's there's a certain amount of jumping between times you'd put up with if it served literally any purpose from a storytelling <laughs> sure. medium. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. it just doesn't. So. Yeah, it, it, it does try to get a little cute with it too, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Mark! I actually had active distraction written down, so the fact that you said that kind of blows my mind. This is two hours of a movie, and I could not pay attention to it for more than about three minutes at a time. I, I also gave it a four. We're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah. 
Uh, which is going to take us into Scare Factor. And this is a three for Scare Factor. There's some blood. <laughs> there's some decapitation. I the, like the, that Mark's shit talking. You're three. Yeah. The, 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 the <laughs> syphilitic rape scene is pretty fucking horrifying. Syphilitic rape is the worst. That guy, like, rubbing his face. <laughs> you That actually, I feel like that you meant that as a hyperbole. That is probably It probably accurate. is the worst. Actually, probably yeah. is the I'm, worst. I'm sorry that I said that while laughing, but it's a weird sentence. And in it that is the scene, worst. That, that guy rubbing his face lesion on her as he's about to assault her is just God. insane. What a dick. So it's not below a three for me because of that, Jake. What a dick. I gave it a two. Syphilitic rape. <laughs> you heard it here. Jake doesn't care about syphilitic rape. No, that's why. I don't know. <laughs> that's the bump from a one. Fuck. A decapitation, too. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. Mark. That's actually a really good point. I was all ready to give it a one and a half, but that garrote scene is probably worth at least a half point. I'm going to go one and a half. Yeah, that's fine. Effects or judicious lack thereof. This is going to be a seven for me. Uh, here's where I'm potting a lot of the really cool visual storytelling aspects. I think the general blood and stuff looks largely pretty good. I'm penalizing it for the bad CG bats and not a whole lot else. I bats. Uh, well, it is pretentious at times. I also think it serves the purpose it's trying to a lot more of the time. And I was very interested in how they did that and liked it. I liked the musical elements too. It's a seven. Jake. Does Hawaiian punch that looks cool, but it's still Hawaiian punch? Is that a good thing? I think so. I mean, if they're if they're achieving, it looks cool. Yes, if it looks cool, but it but it is dumb, it still looks cool. Cool. There was a lot of shit that I thought looked cool in this movie. Uh, I gave it a six and a half. I I the thing that I'm leaning on the difference between Jack and I. You're saying visual storytelling. I'm saying visuals. I one of the things that I mentioned earlier that I did really enjoy and that drew me in were some of the scenes with her eyes and I thought that that was obvious they, they obviously tried hard there they did you don't not try hard at that it was something they were working for it still looks cool though and then there were stylistic elements that were noir uh that's fine Hawaiian punch blood coming out of a mountain good on you cool Mark I thought, he, I thought he was going to say something no, else. I'm sorry. fuck it. I wanted to fuck it. Jesus. You, do you know what happens when we just let Jake talk? We get the words that come out of his mouth. I mean, the same thing every time. I should have learned from it by now. I'm in pure fuck it mode. But Mark, to be, to be frank, we're still in our infancy. We're only a thir- 130 episodes deep on That's this. true. Yeah, we're not even a third of the way to a thousand episodes, and that's my goal. <laughs> um, I also gave it a six and a half. We're all kind of in the same boat. The one thing we haven't mentioned so far that I'm just going to squeak in here is that the green screen they use for when Clara jumps on the car at the end when the kidnappers are speeding away with L in the back uh, looks real bad. Mark, you said something that's made me... Are we going to be doing this when we're fucking 40? I hope not. Jesus Christ. I hope so. I have a lot of fun doing these, man. <laughs> I yeah, love what's you, wrong with you? What's wrong Whoa, with you? Man, yeah, I, just, don't I don't like it. Do this I think just the dead. idea of being 40 is what got to me. I was going to oh, say, yeah, do you just want to do, 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 do nothing when you're 40 as opposed to this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't want to be 40. <laughs> just think about it. Spend, hold on. Scarecrow real quick. Let's just all talk about what we want to do when we're 40. <laughs> let's all talk about with quick 10-year plans. It's going to take us to overall. Yeah, and overall, I'm going to... I think I'm going to give it a four. I think this is a below-average movie. I I, I want to bump it up wow. a little bit. I think it's a movie that is worth watching in the canon, especially for how little it's heard of. It does deserve more knowledge than it has, like more more of a, a place in the in the zeitgeist than it has, but it's not... It's not one I'd wholeheartedly sit down and say, yeah, go watch that, because it's not a super fun experience. So it's going to lead me to a four. Jake. 
I feel like you rounded down more than I was expecting. I, I also gave it a four. Oh. Um, I, yeah, Mark's going to be the lowest score. We knew that from the beginning, though. Th- this is a movie that I would have a hard time recommending. It's one that I'm both surprised that I hadn't heard of, given the fact that it does exist within the horror genre, I think, given uh, given the fact that we watched it. Now, this is a horror movie. I think we can all settle on that. However... It is a movie that just occupies kind of a weird space. And when you try to do what we're doing right now, you have trouble because I'm not sure what it end, what point it ends up making. I really don't. Almost it's none. A, it's it's basically a movie that is, uh, spoilers for what we're about to do in 10 seconds, huh? it's a movie that's basically impossible to recommend for any, for any reason to anyone. Mark? I also gave it a four. And I oh, my God. This is... If technically, if you go off my numeric average, this is a little bit of a round down. There's, there's competency. To, there is competency to this movie, and I reserve things in the three and below range for, like, actively bad, hard to watch movies. This is this the the sins that this one commits is it's pointless and it's boring, and that doesn't really relegate it down to that like bottom of the spectrum. So, I mean, whatever. It's on the hairy edge. What do you want from me? <laughs> I Almost nothing. Want you to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, even though I think oh, that's it's pretty a clear. Down. Oh boy, it's a thumbs down. It's a reluctant thumbs down from me. Reluctant. But I think it has to be. A Explain thumbs to down. me what gave you the idea that it might not be. I want to know that. Uh, I I was really interested in some of the filmmaking techniques used in this movie, and I didn't dislike watching it. Like I'm not unhappy to have watched it, and also the kind of sparsity of vampire flicks. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons I think you could watch this movie. I just can't like give it a full throated recommend. So it's got to be a non recommend. This is this this is a scarcity. We're actually getting into economics now. This is why competition is good for the consumer. <laughs> because if you <laughs> if you don't have competition, you end up with Thirty Days of Night and Byzantium, and you only give Byzantium a tenuous thumbs down. Well, it's, I it's feel like we're that, we're for, we're forgetting let the right one in right here, and that's not cool. Oh, and Boom Strokers. Oh, of course. Oh, my God. I <laughs> okay, hold on. There's a there's a thing to talk about. Pick one. This or that. This. This. Notably, we all we all are significantly lower. It's not even close. Like, it's, it's... I don't know. I might... That, that thing is such a spectacle of weirdness that I might pick that. Okay, I'm not... Are you picking as a thing to, like, exist in the world or a thing that you might have to watch at some point in the future? Again. Because if there's any chance I have to watch it, oh, I'm picking, am I picking this. Okay, am I picking one to watch again or am I picking one to recommend? Because those are two different things, actually. One to I watch again. Watch... I think if I'm recommending one to watch, I'm actually watching Boomstroker. I'm recommending that one. Yes, and I am watching this one again. That is a yes. weird okay. thing. Yeah. Uh, so just so go. you know, you gave you gave Boomstroker a three and a half. You gave this one a four, so that tracks. Yeah, sure, makes sense. All right, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here, movie, please. Man. Uh, this has been episode one thirty two of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head over to a to z or come hang out with us on social media. We're on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and those links are right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, pick up that phone that I'm sure you're listening to this podcast on. Give the podcast a like, rating, review. And hey, guess what? We're on Spotify now. Hey, that's so a new thing. That seems like something that should have been easier than it was, but we're there. So if you prefer Spotify for your earballs, then you can listen to us there now. Cool. There's your PSA. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Fair. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're going to go with a change of pace because we have to and also because we don't want to watch a three-hour movie next week. 
we're checking out an alien movie, and it's going to be Dark Skies. That's coming at you one week from today. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies, maybe even that one. Have a great week, everybody. Secondly. <laughs> Sorry. Motherfucker. Wait, that one was a joke, right? No. <laughs> Leave them in. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry. Leave them all in. It's way better. <laughs>